Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is October 21st, 2020. And it's the World Series Game 2 post-game show. <laughs> you take a shot. Brought to you by Tommy's. I thought you said brought to you by Kleenex. Brought to you by Kleenex. 1-1, one, one, Dave. Best of five. It is. 1-1, one, one, best of five. I tell you what, I fully expect the Dodgers to lose this game. I mean, it's Blake Snell. The Dodgers are doing it bullpen by committee. Not making excuses, but Snell's mm-hmm. one of the best pitchers in baseball. The guy had a no-hitter going into the fifth inning. He was absolutely outstanding. He was. But you had Dustin May going tonight. He'd been well, pretty well, solid. Well, God, wasn't it Gonsolin that uh, started? Gonsolin did start, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all those Dodger guys are, are pretty good. Here, here's the issue for the Dodgers was Kershaw yesterday. That was a big step, don't you think? I would agree. Like, I mean, he looked good. As much as he gets ripped to shit and he needs this, I always think of Steve Young. Remember when the Chargers lost Mm -hmm. to the 49ers and he said, Somebody take the monkey off my back? Yeah. There's no one in the history of sports that's going through what this guy's gone through. If anyone needs the win more, it's it's Kershaw. Just an amazing career, just a postseason where everyone thinks he falls apart. And his career, to me, is, is never going to be complete unless he wins that World Series. It's not like Ernie Banks, who never got to a yeah. World Series. This guy has had opportunities and choked in the biggest moments. It's like LeBron for a while. It's like Phil Mickelson with the majors, yeah. right? And now Kershaw. Yeah, Steve Young, all those uh, different guys. Yeah, man, he pitched. Uh, he pitched really, really well. I'll say this two games in, it's a good series. It is. Like, it, it's good. And I had Mesa and Ireland on today, and they were looking at the lineup tonight, and they said, for the Dodgers, they go, okay, who's the easy out? Because if you look at Tampa's roster, you could probably pick three or four. And they probably would have said Lau. Yeah, who had uh, been struggling big <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but he wasn't. And, dude, that's the thing, Dave. That's the thing. Uh, just about baseball. I like. I'm completely in. Yeah. And I don't know what we would have thought in July, right? Looking at a 60 game season, but now, man, you go one on one. Okay, off day tomorrow. Kind of weird having an off day. We've yeah. gotten so used to having games every day, but now a lot of pressure goes on to the Dodgers. Walker Bueller uh, and Charlie Morton in Game Three. Yep. And then. You have to assume, right, that, well, I guess we'll figure out what they do with four. Maybe Urias goes in four. That's what I'm guessing. It's going to be Urias. And then uh, and then you got Kershaw, so we'll go three, four, five, boom, boom, boom. And now uh, it gets really, really pretty it, well. It, it, and, what, it and what's Tampa do? And that, that's the thing. Glass now isn't uh, isn't. He the was pitcher. awful. Yeah, isn't Couldn't the pitcher. Get any, he kept walking, guys. How can you be a starting pitcher with only two pitches? Well, I'll tell you how, Dave, if you're a real fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> you, no, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's Chris Paddock, yeah. right? Yeah, and then you have, uh, again, you have Charlie Morton, who is one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. So it's going to be great. Dodgers are going to have their best pitcher, really, against the Rays. I think they would say their best pitcher. Coming up in game three, as Jeff mentioned, nothing on Thursday because you're going to have Thursday night football. There would have been a break anyway, but still it's not like what they've done in the playoffs so far. It's been um, – it, it's going to be a good series. Here's the deal. Yeah. I don't think anybody wanted to see a 4 nothing. Even you know as a no. guy who's rooting for the Dodgers, you don't want it to be, well, who did you beat? You yeah. want it to be, hey, you know what? We beat a team that's really good in the American League that owned the Yankees, which was considered a great team, and got by the Astros and – have done a really good job, but if the Rays win this thing, we had this question actually in the top It'd five be Toronto questions too. Who was pretty good? Yes, had been swept playing pretty right decent. Them. Yep. 
And um, we had this question, which is going to be the first city to win two championships? And I said, was it Tampa or Los Angeles? Was yeah. the question I asked you. And then they, they brought it up. So well, one of these cities could win three because of the Buccaneers and, and the Rams. Mm. But either way, it's um, it's kind of kind of interesting. I was watching Kimmel last night, and he mm-hmm. comes out and he goes, "Hey, uh, it's pretty exciting right now in baseball. It's the 2020 into the World Series." <laughs> and he goes, "We haven't won anything in this town since last week." You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it it is so weird to think that the NBA and the and Major League Baseball are playing at the same time, and championships are decided so close. And you mentioned the Stanley Cup to, mm-hmm. decided so close that it's such just a strange year for sports. Well, and and I don't know about others. The Aztecs are playing Saturday, and you just you feel. I mean, there's uh, Khabib is fighting Justin Gaethje on Saturday. That's a great oh, UFC yeah. fight at tw- like twelve noon on Saturday because they're in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, you're coming off the the Lopez Lomachenko fight. Last Saturday was great, and you just they put that stadium in the back. Is that where That's, we were? Yeah, that's the old one. Why do they still have it? I have no fucking idea. They have the old one, they have the new one, and then they have AT&T where the Cowboys play right there in the parking lot. Do you yeah. see that shit? It's fucking, it's crazy. It, they, and again, they, we can't build jack shit, but anyway. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, we're just watching this and I'm looking. It's a football stadium now. See there's see the goalposts? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And isn't uh, aren't they building that the Cowboy Land in the same yeah, same area too? On that same Jerry building that whole goddamn thing. Um, I liked it down there. I, like, did I, too. I like Dallas. I love the way these games have looked. I love it with the fans in. Like if I'm baseball at this point, uh, I'm assuming we get through the next week and everything's fine. I'm like, this was cool. Yeah, they like, did a good job. I think the NBA can say they did a great job. I think the NHL should be really, really happy. Although it's it's crazy right now because all of these leagues, you go, okay, that's great. Congratulations. You did a really nice job. Uh, by the way, guys, next week's November. And for both the NBA and the NHL, you technically should be starting month three of your season, yeah. and you just wrapped up, so uh, we probably want to figure out what we want to do, and the biggest challenge. Now, I'll let's see what happens after the election. I'll be fascinated, and by the way, Dave and I are going to be here for anybody Patreon. We're going to be here on November 3rd. Yeah. So it's a Tuesday night. It's election night. We usually start taping right about 8 o'clock. Now, I understand, it's so weird, ballots can be mailed in and they're going to count for 17 days after election. So everything's going to go through November the 20th. Wow. But I would feel like at the end of the night on the 3rd, the way it's trending is probably going to be the way it's going to go. And I'm excited for that show, Dave, because we'll hang out. We'll take a look at Prop E. We'll look at Gloria versus Barbara Bry. And just some other thing, presidential, right? We'll have it. But I will be really, really interested, especially if the Democrats win. If Biden and Kamala Harris win, in my very uneducated opinion, I believe things move really, really quick with Canada to reestablish the opportunity to get back across the border. Maybe not until... Biden gets sworn in on the 20th of January. 
But I would think that if Biden wins, that I would think relatively quick, you're going to see something established and, and not that Trump would do it, but I think Biden, Trudeau come together. They establish what we want to do, whether it's testing and customs or however the case may be. And, uh, and we're able to travel. Why that matters is because the NHL travels, the NBA travels, Major League Baseball travels. If Trump gets back in, I don't know what happens because nerves are frayed. Yeah. And I talked to a friend of mine today in Toronto, and he said, hey, he goes, when are you thinking you're going to be back up here? And I go, dude, I don't know if I'm back up here until 2022. He goes, God damn, man, I was thinking the same thing. He goes, do I even see it till 2022? I wow. go, I don't know. Um, but I think if uh, I think if Biden gets in, maybe that changes and we can get things moving. for And, and that's nothing, whoever you want to vote for, just vote. I'm just saying it's my opinion from paying attention that, uh, that maybe things open up depending on how it plays out. So you're saying even though the election is coming up that we won't know till November 20th who the president of the United States is? Well, crazy day today. I don't know if you saw it because I think you're on the field. But yeah, right, about, right about 5 o'clock, the FBI announced that they had um, stopped plans by Iran and Russia trying to influence the election. And so they shut that down today. They said, be very, very careful, especially if you're a Democrat and emails are coming in trying to influence you on who to vote for or anything else going on. Um, but they stopped that today. Uh, the FBI director, Chris Ray was saying that Donald Trump told him, hey, get out in front of it, do the whole thing. So they're trying to do it, but it's getting a little crazy with two weeks to go. Wow. Yeah. But I would think... I would think a lot for San Diego, right? We should have a pretty good idea on a lot of the different <clears throat> propositions, um, local leaders, things like that. We should have a pretty good idea at the end of the night on the 3rd. But, yeah, Dave, in way panic move um, as they try to compensate for ballots and mail. Just take your goddamn ballot over to the registrar of voters. Yeah. They're right there on 50, right off of uh, 52 at Claremont Mesa Boulevard. And just bring it over and drop it off. Like, I think a lot of us are invested. They said a ton of people have registered or go to the local polling place and drop it off. They've got a deal. The registrar has a way for you to, you can follow your ballot. They'll show you how to do it to make sure that your vote gets counted. But yeah, make sure you vote for sure. Especially... City of San Diego, vote yes on Prop E so we can get that uh, 30-foot limit got rid of in the Midway District and and move towards a new arena. um, Man, I tell you what, I think we will see a record number of uh, votes for the first time in a long time that so many people who say my vote doesn't count, people are going to step up and they're going to sit there and they're going to fill out the ballots and they're going to vote or they're going to show up at the polls. We're going to see a... Uh, people come out in, in just huge numbers. And whatever the issue is that bothers you, I think people want to make sure their vote counts. I want to see what the women vote's like. I want to see what the minority vote's like. <clears throat> just like as the numbers, how um, how how different it is in 2020 versus 2016. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah, the, the demographics, right? Males, 25, 54, anything you want to do radio-wise or that way. 
How does it compare in 2020? Do people actually come out and vote? Do they realize that, yeah, you gotta, you have to vote to make a difference? You know, I was driving down, I think it was Benita Road today, and there was a stand on the side of the road where I swear it used to be where they would sell fruit, mm-hmm. but there was no fruit stand. It was a Donald Trump stand. It was 45 jerseys and Trump hats and Trump Crazy, flags. Right? And I've never seen something like that in my life for any candidate ever. You know, where you, you could sit there and you could buy, you know, his number. Like, I think. And I'm sure people will say, no, I've seen it before. I've never seen Obama 44 jerseys or Bush 43s. No. You know, but there's a shitload of Trump stuff. And then you're seeing people who are lining up to buy, you know, new hats and flags for their boats or whatever the hell else. But these, these giant flags. <laughs> I, uh, Look, no matter who I voted for, I would never post it in front of my house. No. Why would you do that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think when you're going through, you said you voted. Now, yes. did you mail it in? Yes. Mailed it in. Wow. Went, went to the post office. You did? Did not throw it in my own mailbox. Yep. Okay. Except for the guy to take. Yeah. Went, went literally to the post office. Well, we know one of the guys that delivers mail around here. I think he did the right <laughs> thing. He has been known to write on mail and do all kinds of other crazy, you know, inappropriate things. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, oh. Go, go, I got, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. But I was just going to say, I did mine last night. Yeah. It, it's great, man. I tell you what, it's really great. And I went to a bunch of different resources and kind of tried to look up the different propositions right whether it's 17 or 15 or 14 22 all these different things yeah trying to find out what to do and and who supports it oh carl DeMaio supports it fuck that <laughs> there's not a bigger fucking dipshit in san diego than carl DeMaio. i sing a lot yeah uh carl DeMaio and Corey briggs i couldn't tell you one fucking thing about mara elliott running for city attorney other than the fact her name's not Corey fucking Briggs. What an <laughs> asshole that guy is, too. He'll probably sue us. But I was like, fuck that guy. Oh, supported by Carl DeMaio. What a fucking asshole DeMaio is, too. What a fucking dick. So anytime I saw their names. And Gavin Newsom supported yeah. about 90 fucking things that everybody else hated. You're like, shut up, haircut. <laughs> Uh, what do you got? <laughs> All right, changing subjects here. So, Nicole Eggert, okay? Yes. Do you follow her on Instagram? Yeah, of Did you see the video she posted today about when she was on Who's the Boss when she's like 12 years old? No. Okay, so she posted a video of herself on Who's the Boss with Alyssa Milano. Okay. And she just says, you know, like a flashback or something. And I write to her, okay? I write. Okay, of course. I know. Because I did remember watching this. This is the first time I saw Big her. And I was like, shock. She's like, this is where I realized... You've been right the whole time. Yeah, okay. you're a weirdo. I, I, it's creepy as fuck, and it's yeah. weird as an adult, you know. And I even said that. So she posted the video, and I just wrote, "I remember this as a kid. I kept watching that damn Who's the Boss show, waiting for you to make a return appearance." And she wrote back the the laughing, crying face. Okay. Okay. And I do it. True story. Sounds creepy now that I'm an adult, but as a kid, you were my you were my first crush. Crazy that went all the way through high school. Maybe the guys on radio, including Jeff, were right. I was a junior stalker. I'm so sorry. Dude, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, now that you're I, nuts. Now that I saw it and I started writing, I'm like, this is creepy as shit. Yeah, thank you. It's what I said today. I was 12, though, when it started, and uh, then I stalked her through 18. <laughs> yeah. 
to what I said today is we get closer and closer to Halloween. Who should we nominate to have the two fucking priests from The Exorcist stop by for a visit? I said, I'll nominate Palais. I said to uh, I said to Josh tonight, I go, look, I got a birthday coming up in a few weeks, and I know my wife's planning something, but she won't say what the hell she's doing. I didn't want to do anything for my birthday. I just wanted to go to New York, actually, for my birthday. Oh, this is nice. before COVID. And I said, well, maybe this is the year Nicole Eggert shows up. Hell yeah, jumps right out of that cake. <laughs> He's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Her and Catherine Hellman. We got two cakes. Can't wait. Catherine Hellman. She, she's dead. What? Yeah, she's dead. I think she's dead. Mona? Yeah, you don't think she's dead? God dang it. No. Who's the girl that was on Taxi, the redhead? Mary Lou Henner. God dang it. I, I have something she's for She's jumping out, too. I like her. I do, too. Catherine Hellman. I she's a little bit of an alley cat, that Mary Lou Henner. You I can know. tell. She's the one that claims she remembers every day of her life. You ever yeah. hear her talk? She has a photographic memory. Yeah. And remembers every single day of her life. Ugh. God dang it, man. God damn. I, my kid had that for a little while, and now he just, like every kid becoming 13, is just a dipshit. Catherine Hellman died last year. Fuck. <laughs> she was 90 years old. <laughs> God damn. I'm going to say this. Yeah. I bet she was banging to the end. I bet she was. She, she had, was cool. She had a nice rack. She had a huge rack. And she was cool. Like, you could tell if you Is took... a compliment or not after a woman dies to say, she, well, she had a nice rack. She had a huge rack. I know, but was, is that a compliment? Is that a nice thing to say about well, a dead person? all right, let me say this. She seems <laughs> like the kind of woman that you could take anywhere and you were going to have a blast. I believe Catherine Hellman, right up to the end, you could have taken her to the ball game. She would have been great. Give her a beer and a hot dog. Perfect, right? You take her to the office party, the intercom office party, and you look over. Hey, I've watched you in a bunch of different shows. Who are you? Well, I'm John Cantera, but I coach at Texas Tech, so they call me coach. Hey, where are you going? Can I get a quick picture? Braden, get over here and take a picture. <laughs> me and Mona. Ah. Uh, I, dude, I think she she's a fucking rock star. That yeah. chick, you could just tell. Like, I never watched Soap, but I know she was on that. Yeah. She would, dude, like everything she was ever on. Like, she, you just go like, that is a cool lady. Yeah, I mean, 100% is a compliment. <laughs> Much better than Judith Light. Oh, yeah, Judith Light. God damn. If, if I was on Judith, Judith Light would put me back on Lexapro. <laughs> Fuck. That is not a compliment. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God bad, damn. Just bring the darkness back. Bad light, Judith Light. Bad oh, yeah. Light. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's, bad what light. You, that's what you don't want to be known as when you're dead. Oh, bad light. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. Let's go through a couple of All shows, right. okay? Good deal. And you tell me, does Judith Light watch this with you or does uh, Catherine... Hellman. Okay. Bar Rescue. Oh, no. Judith Light, no. Catherine no. Hellman, yes. Huh? Completely. Yeah. And Catherine Hellman's like, look, I've never had any interest in going to Jackson, Mississippi, but let's go there and support that bar. <laughs> You're like, fuck yeah, we're going, baby. Road trip. Uh, UFC, great fight this weekend. Khabib and, and Justin Gagey. Catherine Hellman watching the fight. She's in. 
What's Judith Light watching? No way. She's watching. Uh, <laughs> she's watching one of those law shows. She's watching Blue Bloods. She's watching one of those. Uh, the fuck? She she's watching Hamilton. Her and Steve Quiz. God damn enough. <laughs> yeah. Stop. No matter what. You know what else, Catherine Hellman? You know what you'd get for your birthday? She'd get you a gift pack, all four Charlie Bronson Death Wish movies. Yeah, I probably would get that. Right? <laughs> Judith Light would get you Pride and Prejudice, which she'd probably cry on because you're a big bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got off track. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you this too. I'll tell you this, Dave. Yeah. Duh. She's how old? Ninety. She was ninety. She's ninety-one and dead now. Well, I don't like the way you said that. I was gonna compliment her, and now you just kind of took the fun out of it. I'm gonna say you check that bottom drawer. She's probably got some Christy Canyon videos down there. <laughs> now you just kind of like Vera does. But now you just took all the life out of it. Well, goddamn, I hope she's resting in peace. She oh was gosh. cool. Oh, my gosh. I love Coach taking pictures with Hey, her. I tell you what, you were really... Was Tony Danza a nice fella? You know, I, he I, he was pretty handy with the Dukes. My dad was a boxer. I was a kicker. <laughs> Coach down here for your birthday. Oh my gosh. Let him jump out of the cake. Uh, <laughs> it's a big fucking cake, dude. Good happy birthday. I gotta have my mask on for COVID. But I hope you're doing well, bud. Here's uh, uh, 60 more of these great birthdays. Bring, get a couple of pictures over here if you can. Oh, I'm having trouble breathing. I don't think it's good to breathe, breathe in your own breath. <laughs> It's Coach doing cameos. How much is he charging? Hey, no. Dave, are you doing a laser light show in here? Or why am I seeing all these strobe lights? I feel like the weekend. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to... Does anybody have... Uh, does anybody have any strawberry quick? I just need one. Maybe two. I swear to God, did you see how I improved right there immediately? That was good. I love Looking it. Mask. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to think how much coach would charge for cameo. Uh, hey, hi, Steve. I just want to wish you and Hannah a happy anniversary. Sounds like you're having a great time. Maybe a little less uh, social media about your kids' crapping history. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Steve, I got to tell you about this one time I was sitting up in the press box. I was there with Dave Garcia, the legendary former manager of the Cleveland Indians. And we looked down on the field, and who would we see down there but Khalil Green. And I said, it feels like he's a little tight in the hips. And Dave said, you would know. <laughs> well, <laughs> you would say you would know. Trey said, David. All right. Uh, I hope you're doing well during COVID. It's tough for me with this mask on. I feel like I'm getting lightheaded again, so if somebody could go get some Ovaltine, I should be okay. Maybe some Ritz crackers. Bye, Steve.
<laughs> you would. By the way, today is Khalil Green's birthday. How old do you think he is? Forty-one. Did you know this fucking question? No. How yeah, old is he? Forty-one. No shit. God yeah. damn! Doesn't that make you feel yeah, old, dude? That's what I was about to say to you. God damn. That's disappointing. I hope that guy's okay, man. Like Khalil Green was cool when he was here. Doesn't like, it remind you a little bit of Zach Greinke? Just a little off. Um. I don't know Zach Greinke, but there are days when he kind of comes, yeah, a little off. I never felt like there was a day, though, where Khalil was kind of a dick. Yeah, no, I don't think and, he was a And dick I don't mean that. Look, man, I don't know what Zach, I, I appreciate Greinke being candid about where he's at and everything else. Um, but I just, to me, during Khalil's time here, he was very likable and, yeah. and quiet, polite, um, cool. I only remember doing something, a uh, quick interview with him one time in Peoria, and uh, he was great. He was really great. And then he got traded, went to St. Louis, and then things kind of... Hit a hit. Yeah. yeah. We thought he was going to turn into a whole different player when he got to the Cardinals, and he didn't. Damn. But um, He hated... Uh, he just liked to play baseball. He did not like anything having to do with interviews or anything after no. the game, before the game. It was just baseball. But, but again... In very, very limited dealings with him. Uh, good dude. Yeah. Yeah, 41, though, man. Again, I thought, it, God dang, it makes you feel old. You're like, what the fuck? Dude, when I, hey, Dave, can I jump in here? Sure, coach. When I hear 41, I think back to the great John Belushi movie. Remember that? When he was a fighter pilot? I think he actually flew that plane. I think he got a waiver from uh, Japan. <laughs> and they taught him. And that, if I remember this right, I feel like I learned this. He learned how to fight a, a bomber plane in just four and a half weeks. Isn't that great? Him and Danny Aykroyd. <laughs> I bet Brian Curry could do it. But I, I don't think, hey, I love retired military guys. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you look it up, they did a true Hollywood story on it. And I'm pretty sure John Belushi... Learned how to fly a bomber plane. <laughs> or I read that he did a whole lot of cocaine. I yeah, can't remember. One yeah, or the other, sure bomber plane, it. or he did a whole lot of cocaine. I'm going to guess the second. Okay, you might be right. <laughs> Why does anybody even talk to us? How do we have any friends anywhere? Me especially. Dude, I'm always surprised when someone is like, Coach responds to you and me, and I'm like, God dang, you have to know what's going on because people tell us all the time. Yeah. This shit runs nonstop in the, in the radio stations in this fucking town. And they're like, you have rap fucked the shit out of everybody here. But I'll say this. There are guys in this town that are just the worst people that have ever walked the planet. Dude, Coach is the best guy to ever walk the planet. He is, he's, he's just the fucking best. I love You could Co- say anything you want. Oh, my God. I love him. And I'll, and I'll still be your friend. Yeah. Look at me. I'm yeah, a private example. I'm, I'm literally talking right to you. <laughs> We, I, it's a thing. Like I miss it because, and I don't know. Jay Paris does a holiday happy hour every year around December. Now again, yeah. let's see what happens. And uh, and coach, me, coach, my buddy Benny Gallup from the Nationals. Uh, we were just and Brayton for a little bit. Brayton was fucking great, dude. And we went. We started the daily double. Brayden had to go. He couldn't hang out. But Coach, me, Benny, and then one of their buddies, we went down and got dinner and hung out for fucking two and a half hours. 
a goddamn uh, sitting with Johnny Kadera, like who he is on the radio is great because he's not fake at all. But he's so goddamn funny, like sincerely funny, not like yeah. like goofy funny, like just such a good dude. And he's got stories on every guy in this town. Like yeah. he really is great. And he's just been such a nice friend to you and me for 25 years. So yeah, if you hear me fucking with him, it's just fucking like just busting balls with yeah. your buddies like Stevie Woods or anybody else. No, man, coach is, coach is solid. He's as good as it gets. Absolutely. That's too fucking funny. Too funny. All right, got to ask you a Padre hey, question. fuck you. I hear your shit. And don't, uh, don't try to kiss up at the end like we're longtime friends. <laughs> Just because you got kicked out of Tory for trying to sell those shitty little smoke pipes you made. We don't need thugs like you down there. Sorry, Dave Hofer. <laughs> He's dropping the over. Got to ask you about Luis Capasano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fuck you. All of a sudden, the Padres have turned into the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. So you have we're like the '86 Mets. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's gotten crazy. Where all uh-huh. of a sudden, back to back, you have Fam and you have Capasano. All of a sudden, the the police are involved. Okay. We've said before the Fam thing's not a, a big incident to us. The Capasano thing in California really is not a big deal. Now the amount of marijuana, a lot of fucking weed, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's still a misdemeanor in California as far as as much as he had. It's a lot of fucking weed. Jeff's Jeff's yeah. absolutely right. In a lot of states, for people that aren't aware. Smoking marijuana or having marijuana is illegal. Well, he had a shitload of it. Yeah. And you're going, well, what the fuck are you doing in Georgia? Well, he's from Georgia. You know, yeah, that, which is funny. I didn't realize he's that. He's from Augusta. You know, he's from Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, you look at him and he's, I don't know, he's all tattooed out. And you're thinking, he's not a guy from Georgia, but he, he yes. is. He's from Georgia. And all of a sudden, this becomes an issue because you're going, well, Mejia's gone and Castro's gone. And he's your mm. backup next year for Nola. And you're going, well... How does this affect the Padres legally? Meaning, you got a player that plan you plan on hopefully having on the major league roster next year, and what does he have to do? It's not like the NFL where they'd completely fuck him over and suspend mm-hmm. him for the year. Major League Baseball is not going to jump in and do that to him. But for the Padres, they aren't going to be okay with this. This is some news that comes down that for the Padres and what they do and what they try and portray to the community, they aren't happy with this story. Well. The one thing you skipped over was he's a top five prospect yeah. on your team. Yep. Um, he is a guy that when you look ahead, it's why Hedges was able to be moved, but it's also why Luis Torrens was part of the deal to get Nola down here um, because you realize Mejia is not going to be the guy. I would think anybody down no. there understands that. But you said we have Camposano, and he's coming up, and he is – on the fast track to do it. Uh, I was married to a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know Georgia law to realize how big a trouble he's in. I think he's in a lot of trouble. I would think that if I'm the Padres and Luis Camposano, I would be very, very concerned about anything that has the word felony next to it. And... Look, I mean, I'm spending enough time in Atlanta where I was there after fucking Ray Lewis and a couple of other times when they're a little bit of the Keystone Cops when it comes to shit like that. But, David, it always gets down to decision-making. And it's what we talked about with Tommy Pham, and I guarantee it's what they're talking about with Luis Camposano. But 
The difference is Tommy Pham gets out of the hospital and starts a rehab to make sure that his back and everything else is straight and you off you go. There's no court date for him. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So um, can they look at it and say, pay a fine and do community service, right? Can you, I mean, if I look at it, I go, are we really thinking that he was distributing? Yeah. That's 79 grams. Yeah. Getting ready to set up uh, right back there, right behind the Steve Bartkowski driving. (laughs) I don't think so. But what the fuck do I know? Um, so you go, all right, here's what we do. Luis, you pay a fine and guess what? Dipshit. You're the new fucking spokesman of say no to drugs. And you're going to be out at schools around Georgia and you're going to do 500 hours of community service, which is 500 fucking speeches you're going to give. And guess what? You're probably not going to drive around with that much weed. I don't know. I mean, if they, if it was something like that. Yeah. Where he could get off and 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 get back to the community. I mean, I don't think Camposano needs to be in prison. I think a guy like that, if he went around to schools and and spoke and helped in the community, yeah. I think that would be pretty powerful. I think kids would pay attention. But I'm a little concerned about that. And I would think the Padres are, and I would think Camposano is as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously you go, here's a 22-year-old kid you know as we always say they're, they're you're growing up you have to be smarter when you're a professional athlete you're immediately a public figure yeah as you said you're, you're the number four prospect in the system 46 overall in major league baseball the Padres have high hopes for you mm-hmm. and you have to understand that hey i'm a professional baseball player first i'm always being watched and you know from ron and you know from seidler that they aren't okay yeah. with what what's happening here i very curious to see how the padres handle it and they aren't going to say anything until obviously sure uh, things are handled through the legal process, but yeah, seventy nine grams in in Georgia is a big problem. Yeah, so figure out right yeah. how he does it. Can he? Can you work something out? And you go, hey, we'll work it out with the Padres, and he'll be that guy going around. I mean, if I'm uh, if I'm who. Right, like if I'm Graham Ledger Elementary School, is that really the guy I want coming in telling the story? Oh, you're gonna come in and tell our kids not to smoke weed? You had ninety fucking grams. <laughs> Bob Marley, fuck out of here. Right, send Cronenworth over, uh, or send fucking whoever over. I don't know, but um, but dude, I'm just I'm so excited for him as a player with yes. his career. And knowing that he's the future and that he's just the next guy in the pipeline, I really am. All kidding aside, we're cheering for Composano. Yeah. I, I hope it's something that you learn and he gets the opportunity and then uh, put it behind him and move forward. But I don't know. Yeah, no, 100% said. cheering for him. You're absolutely right. And just I was being a smart ass on on Twitter. And I, yeah. know, I heard Woods today make a comment saying it's hard to read sarcasm through Twitter, but of course, because he his thing was well, Capisano made a huge mistake. He was in Georgia. That was his his joke, and people fucking went off on him. I made a made a comment too, and people weren't happy with me. Of course, they start pulling up Urias for the for the Dodgers. I I embraced that completely. So- I just every guy who said that to you, I just jumped in. That's a fantastic point, Eric. Thank you, Eric, for bringing that up or whoever else. Yeah. 
That's all I did. I was just goddamn coattailing everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't see Dave talking about that shit, do you? <laughs> Dude, I just want him to pitch game four and be fucking great. That's all yeah. I want. I'm not in the public relations department. I, I can't worry about that right now. All I know is today, too, I saw apparently Ello had said something and it circled back. Boy, you got you goddamn people will not let it go. They're like, don't get Ello upset. <laughs> Do you think Ello knows what the fuck's going on, that it's gotten back to him, that you keep bringing it up on the show? The fucking story's unbelievable. Yeah, they, they, you, I, I wonder if Ello has any idea. That was like 2007, 2008, when he threatened yeah. to blow up Petco Park. Yeah. And then you bring it up all the time. He must be going, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I fucking love Ello, dude. That's a guy. I think I've known that. I think I've known Chris longest of anybody in, in San radio. Diego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, he, Did you see him today? That picture of Ello today? What was he doing? It was his 31st anniversary. We're good friends with Ello's no wife. No shit. With Lori? Yes. God damn. That's fantastic. And so. Oh, he, that's fantastic. He took a picture of him and Lori in a convertible. And he's like yeah. on our way to celebrate 31. And he's wearing a brand new white Miami Dolphins Tua jersey. <laughs> and I fucking loved it. That's a congratulations. That's his, that's his team, that's man. That's his team. Congratulations. Love the Tua jersey roll tide, I told him. But it's so funny. You look, you know, there are guys who will Tua, get on you and yeah. go, what the fuck are you doing wearing a jersey? Hello, was like, fuck you guys. This he, is my team. He has been a Dolphins fan for as long as I knew him. Uh, Baseball-wise, too. And this was before, uh, I mean, dude, I was running the board at KSDO. Chris was, at that time, I mean, dude, when you look at Chris's career, uh, wrote for, I think, the Daily News or Pasadena, the Pasadena paper. Uh, he's so goddamn funny, too. Like, he and I used to just sit and go through his resume. What is it, Pasadena I Star? I thought he, wrote, he didn't write for the UT? He did. Okay. But he wrote for wrote for the LA Times, dude. He wow. was a on like a regular LA Times writer. Then he was PR guy for the Gulls when... Um, my man Norm Ulrich was the voice, so that's when I met Chris. Chris came in and did pre and post game shows on KSDO. Okay, and dude, on that '91 IHL with Ron Duguay and uh, so many great goals, Hubie McDonough. I mean, they were unbelievable. Fucking best hockey team I've ever seen. And then they get kicked right in their little nuts by <laughs> Fort Wayne. But Ello and I, and then Ello when Norm Ulrich moved on. Ello became the voice of the Gulls. To this day, he's the best voice of the Gulls ever. Ever. The new guy. Come on, stop. And I love Craig, but Craig Craig became a caricature of himself. And I love Elston because Craig did a really solid play-by-play, but then with the screaming, like, fucking calm down. It's a first period. <laughs> and uh, But I love Elston. Um, but Ello's the best. Uh, Norm Ulrich was great, but Ello's the best. Yeah, and then uh, and then where he is now. But when um, when Chris and I were together, KSTO is a Colorado Rockies fan. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they, I mean, that was really, really early in the Rockies' existence. So he just jumped in with them. Yeah. But he's an LA guy. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he has Dodger ties. I mean, I know he obviously was San Diego because he played in. I don't think people know Chris played baseball at San Diego State. Yeah, with Tony. Who was a good player. Yeah, played with Tony Quinn. and Bud and my buddy Benny Gallo yeah. and a bunch of other guys. No, man, I love Ello. That's very funny. I 31, met, no shit. I met Ello for him. my first day in radio. 
First no day kidding. in ready, I met I met Coach and Ello and Mason and and Dave Marcus were my first day in ready. Check. Yeah. Now Ello Ello isn't always the yeah. easiest guy to get along with, no. but he and I have been really tight for goddamn. 25 you know years. what's funny? I was not a fan of his when I first met him. For about the first year or so, was not a fan. And then there are times where I was at my lowest point, and he was always one of my first calls. Love it. Always, always call to check in. So a good buddy of mine um, plays men's softball up in Poway. Yeah. And Ello is on one of the opposing teams. And they're like, this fucking Ello, dude. What's his fucking problem? Well, it's one of my favorite guys, right? So I go, yeah, what's his, what the fuck, right? Like, anytime yeah. you got dirt on a buddy, you're taking it. Ah, he's just fucking moping around. <laughs> he got this attitude. I go, yeah. I go, yeah. You know, he coaches uh, first base and, or I'm sorry, he plays first and he doesn't say anything, the whole thing. I go, dude, just do me one favor. When's the next time you're going to see him? Not Tuesday night. I go, okay, when you see him, you just do this. When you see him, just go, hey, man, talk to Dotset. He's a lose-the-fucking attitude. (laughs) Sure enough, my buddy comes back on Wednesday, and he goes, yeah, man, I run into Ello, and he's kind of doing his deal, and I told him what you said. He goes, dude, he just started dying laughing. That's fucking, that's who he is. You can... I always love guys like Chris where you can bust their balls about being whatever and he'll just start laughing. Yeah. But no, dude, that's great. That his wife's amazing. They're that's really cool. That it's been kind of one of those weeks where shit's been a little off the rails. Yeah. So when you hear good shit like that about two of our favorites, yeah, that's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Dude, no. I, dude I gotta tell you, I don't know a lot of people remember this. I didn't really know Chris that well when he got married or Lori. But I had offered, I had put myself, I went to the learning annex. Remember the learning annex, Dave? I went to the learning annex, and I had taken banjo lessons. And at the wedding, I offered to sing He Stopped Loving Her Today. But Chris told me that was inappropriate for a wedding, so I didn't... Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Hang on. I never got my $29 back. <laughs> Happy anniversary, but fuck you, Ello. Oh, my gosh. Here's the thing uh, he put out. Ello put out that fucking got him jumped on Twitter. <laughs> All right? This is 22 hours ago. Ello? Yes. Dude, he's like the most mellow follow on social media. Oh, what did he do? People lost their shit. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> This is what he writes. Dear all of the sour Padres fans. <laughs> and he wrote it to the Padres. Remember, they're, oh. the, pa- they're the Padre flagship station. He did it. He sent it at, yeah. at Padres? Yes. This guy. I got to get a hold of this okay. fucking guy. I've been well, talking well, to him well, in a year. Okay. Well, he's wearing his Tua jersey right now. And probably, <laughs> probably no pants. <laughs> Dear all sour Padre fans. Oh, no. Who called Kershaw the worst postseason pitcher ever. It's a bad look. This is LA's time. San Diego's day in the sun is not too far away. People fucking lost. 85 people fucking yelled at him. <laughs> Basically, what the fuck's your problem? You work for the Padres station. Don't tell us fans what, what we're supposed to do. Oh, no. Yeah. Chris, you ignorant, bitter, classless dumbass. Holy shit, dude. 
<coughs> oh, shit. Dude, all these people went off on him, dude. Stop telling people how to be a fan, dude. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was like 85 of these. <laughs> dude, this tweet sucks. This there you go. Sucks. Listen to this one. This is from Kurt Pavacqua. Really? Promoting the Dodgers and one of its players? I don't think 97.3 signal uh, reached Chavez Ravine. That's Jesus. what Kurt said? Yeah, fucking pissed at him. <laughs> one guy underneath. Thank you, Kurt. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I could read these all day. It's fucking insane. Oh, fucking, no. Oh, he just got the shit kicked out of him. Well, and the thing is, too, like we say all the time on social media, other than Woods always very insightful, whoa, gnarly, uh, ouch, uh-oh, right? 50 likes. <laughs> like Dave's Dave's the best guy to follow on social media because Dave just pushing buttons. Dave, I would say it. Dave is ravishing Rick Rude on there. <laughs> I want all you fat, sweaty, toothless, pot bellied, knock kneed, bald Padre fans to shut the fuck up. <laughs> So I could show the ladies in town what a Dodger jersey looks like. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you. But then you got a, a shithead like Ello. Yes. Who's sitting there. God damn, he's sitting there on his couch with his little white fluffy dog. He goes, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it yeah. with all these Padre fans. And they love me. They love Tony Jr. You know what I'm going to do? God, I hate to do it, Lori. I hate to do it, especially on the eve of our anniversary. But I have to remind them that that is not the look that they want to show. They're sourpuss. <laughs> Fuck, I hate doing it. But you know what? They're going to appreciate the tough love coming from me. Where? Hang on. Hang on. Where's that Chromebook? <laughs> I can't do this on my BlackBerry. Dear salty Padre fans, blah, 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 blah. Go Finns, send. Well, listen, they're going to look at it and they're going to realize, fuck. You know what? The old Ello's right again. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Lori, when we get back, there's going to be nothing but crates of Andre champagne on our front step as people celebrate our anniversary and that I showed them the right direction again. Watch this. Hey, Chris, fuck you. Well, hang on. Hang on. Don't worry about that one. We're, we're just kind of off to a rough start. Hey, shut the fuck up, Bello. You cock. Fuck. Lori, did I do the right thing? Hang on. I got five more. Fuck you. Shut up. Who the fuck are you? Goddamn, Kurt Pavacco called me out, Lori. Goddamn it. Get this goddamn dog out of here. Fuck. Allergies are kicking in. Fuck, I've never had allergies. Oh, I swear to God, if Adam's not running the board for coaches show right now, I'm dead. That's exactly it. They're going to get Pete Fox in here. Fuck! <laughs> Fucking guy. What's he doing? <laughs> was, these fucking guys we've worked with at radio are insane. I was I was trying to tell the story. The, the fucking um, Ram signed Kai Forbath. That's a... That's Costa's guy. And I was thinking this. I'm like, Costa has a history of the worst questions of all time that have followed Every him around. day. And, and that, that's the best one. What was, it, what was the thing? I was trying to explain so, it to, to Josh, and I knew I had the story wrong. Okay. So, dude, I got this story, 
This was before I had gone back or what. And it was, it's Mike and Judd. And I swear to God, the fucking guy who, like at the time I was like, get this guy the fuck off the air. And I just realized later on, this guy's just absolute gold. is fucking Thor from the show. Tyler, right? What the fuck yeah. is that? Dude, he's just Thor. Yeah, well, know him as Thor. Yeah. All right, so Thor's on the board, and Judd couldn't be there. So they booked an interview with Kai Forbath, who at the time was kicking for the Washington Redskins. So Mike, very shocking, has done no prep for this interview at all. And about two questions in, Mike just gets complete writer's blank. He has nothing. So it's him and it's fucking Thor at the time uh, is the producer. So Thor's on the board. And Judd, again, is not there to bail him out. So Mike just has to fucking swim in it. So he said to uh, he said to Kai, how, how thick is your kicking shoe? <laughs> Wait, no, hang on. It gets better. And Kai's like, what? And he basically said, well, yeah, do you have, because you're back there in the winter, do you have like a winter shoe and like a warm weather shoe? And Kai's like, well, no, not really. It's kind of thin. And Mike said, well, you could invent like the kicking shoe jacket. (laughs) That was it. So I get there. Now I go back, and I guess it was me and Judd. Or no, me and Mike. That's what it was me and Mike, and then fucking then Rosie came in. However it worked. I don't know where the fuck you were. And uh, so I meet Tyler. And, dude, I just love this kid, right? He's so fucking funny, this guy. And I go, hey, what the fuck is the guy for? And they just start dying, right? Because Judd... <laughs> So it's between Judd and Thor, and they just they just kick Mike right in the fucking oh balls God. every time. And as soon as I saw Kai signed with the Rams, like I go, I don't even have to do anything. Yeah, like I you don't want to you don't want to go in and be the opening act for Skinner and sing Freebird. You yeah. don't do that. Like that's their. And sure enough, they had him lined up today. Boy, God, Thor was on him. Judd was on him. Like five other guys were on him. Kai Forbath is kicking shoe. And I, dude, there's no way Kai can remember that. But that is like one of the all timers. And then to have, because look, if it's Carl Armstrong chip, yeah. you never hear it again. No. Nobody's listening to the fucking show. Ernie, you never hear it again, right? Yeah. Bobby Wooldridge, we hear it. Uh, Johnny Pratt, you hear it. Uh, Herm, probably not. But you got to think about the guys that are running the board. That fucking Thor, dude, is so goddamn funny, and he couldn't wait to fucking rat fuck Mike. And so, yeah, he asked him how thin was his kicking shoe, and then it it always starts with how thin is his shoe, which gets pulled back all the time. But the million-dollar line was Mike said to Kai, you know, you can make a million dollars by inventing the kicking shoe jacket. Yeah, (laughs) the kicking shoe jacket. I said to I said to Josh, I go, this fucking guy, there's a history of questions that have been so ridiculous. Yeah. And I go, Jeff and I have been with them when a lot. The, when the people have called him out. You know? And yeah. 
I said the two, that John Garland. Oh, John Garland fucking signs with angels and we get him on as a guest. And it's and it would be I'd ask a question. Jeff asked a question. Mike can ask a question. We'd go go in a triangle, whatever. Usually yeah. I think Jeff might have started it. And we'd go in this triangle and we'd all ask questions until we all put our hands up. I'm out. And then fucking like the first question of John Garland. From Mike. From Mike. Hey, what's it going to be like pitching in Anaheim for the first time? It's going to be pretty cool, huh? <laughs> He's like, I played for the fucking White Sox for nine years. I pitch in Anaheim a lot. Like he wouldn't even play the game. Like wouldn't just answer the question like it was a great question. Just fucking drilled him right off the spot. And what happened right then? He just looked at us like. Mike put his hands up. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, that's it. Put his hands up. You put your hands up like the shrugging emoji, yeah. and it means, hey, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, that's it. Um, the I only question w- I had. Yeah. That was my million-dollar question. Yeah, and just fucking e-break the yeah. interview. <laughs> and, then, and then we had Jeremy Cleary on. Oh, and fucking shit. offensive alignment, and he asked Jeremy Cleary. He did. What's it like running out of the tunnel and seeing all those 66 jerseys? And Jeremy Cleary's like, are my fucking parents in town? Who the fuck's wearing my jersey? Like, he wouldn't play the game either. No one's wearing my jersey. I, I barely oh, have. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, God dang, it was so funny. And then I was, I remember you didn't do this, but there was a Pomerado Health commercial that was for oh, LT. That, I love that story. And uh, LT's like on one side of the locker room surrounded by like Brian Wilson and fucking John bunch, Howard. John Howard. Bunch of, Paul Rudy. Yeah. Bunch of standing media types. And then Mike and I are in the background acting like we're part of the media too, interviewing Jeremy Cleary. But we aren't yeah. supposed to be talking at all. Yeah. And only like. Because you guys said the the story on the show, only people that yeah. like knew that it's you guys. You went no, you guys are kind of in the shadows. Yeah, so we're we're in the background and we aren't supposed to be talking, but we're supposed to be mouthing like we're asking questions. And yeah, Mike and, I, and Jeremy Cleary is big as a fucking house, dude, and such a good fucking. And guy. Mike's like, you piece of shit, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. If the cameras weren't going right now, you know what I'd do to you? And fucking, and then I start fucking. Jeremy, you sack of shit, you fucking Midwestern motherfucker. And I'm fucking trashing them, too. We're both just ripping the shit out of them. <laughs> and they stop filming. They go, what the hell's going on back there? <laughs> and Jeremy's like, what are these guys in third grade? Like, what the fuck's wrong with these guys? Why are they yelling at me? It was the worst roast of all time. We just killed Jeremy Clary, <laughs> and he couldn't do a damn thing. We must have yeah. done 10 takes, and we fucking called him everything in the yeah. book, dude. And Mike and I were dying laughing, and they had to keep stopping taping because you could see us dude. fucking laughing, or we were bleeding into their mics. But God dang, that shit was funny as fuck. And fucking Mike is, is insane. Dude. This guy's fucking insane. That fucking idiot is the funniest guy. Dude, why cost is so great is he's absolutely fearless. He yeah. is absolutely fearless. And you go, oh, okay, whatever. No, man, it's not easy. You go into a radio and you turn a mic on. And that guy was just like, who gives a fuck? And I'm like, and I... The shit that just makes me die laughing every time is Mike will sing in full voice, like the soundtrack for Mamma Mia. Yeah. It's so goddamn funny, dude. That guy, that guy. Okay. And the other great thing about Mike is, like, we could fuck with him. That stupid shit coming back from Peoria when he tells us in, like, Yuma, hey, he's looking around to make sure nobody's, we're all hungover. We've been drinking for three days. We're on a bus. We feel seasick. We're like, God damn. When the fuck did we sign up for Deadliest Catch? We got fucking Sid driving the bus, trying not to drive us right off the fucking yeah, road at the to, Golden Acorn in this blizzard. Yeah, he's trying to beat the snowstorm. And then this fucking 
idiot Costa comes up. Hey, hey, dude, I'm so fucking sick of these people. I tell you what, when we get back to fucking San Diego, dude, I'm getting the fuck off this bus. I'm not stopping for pictures. I'm not stopping to talk to anybody. Autographs. Fuck these guys. God, they wore me the fuck out. All right, I'll see you guys on Monday. But And we're like, what? <laughs> you yelled at him. Like, no one's asked you for an autograph. They're not going to wait till the end of the trip to fucking get one. Yeah. Get the fuck up. Get the fuck in the back. Go back by Mitchell, you asshole. And, and dude, this guy, we all know it when you fly. If you've been on a plane, Dave, you're just on a plane. As soon as they're like, all right, we're uh, clear for landing. Uh, flight attendants, take your seat. And then, and there's always some asshole reaching up to get his backpack. You're yeah. like, dude, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. You're in fucking 22G. <laughs> Sit down. That was Mike. The guy pulls up the fucking trailways bus in front of iHeart. And you just see this fucking wave go by the wind. And it's Costa. Hey, hit that door. Hit that door. And he's out. And Mike was like, on Monday... Because I guarantee he got home, and he's a good person, and he had a guilty conscience, and he didn't want to call, so he sees this Monday morning, hey, did, hey, did I jam you guys up with that? <laughs> like, nobody gave a fuck. Like, you just sat there for a half hour. You would have been completely fine. You were the invisible man. That, and he will take his beating on that. He'll take his beating on Toph. Choking away Jay Bull when he fired Ryan Lindley and uh, and Mary Tillman. Mary Tillman. Which is the fucking best. And he's so goddamn inappropriate with shit that he sends to you, me, and Woods that I, but I swear to God, and I'll say this, and Dave, you know it, like, dude, October the 30th is coming up, the two-year anniversary, and he was the first guy I called. You called me and I called him and he fucking was here yeah, and was here to the end, man. That's why, like, you got to understand with all those dudes, man, they're, just, they're like your brothers. They're yeah, just absolutely. your fucking, everybody, like, Dave didn't have a brother, but I feel like you have three of the dumbest brothers right now <laughs> with the idiots right there. And, yeah, he fucking, he was right here. And I think he was on the air the next morning. Yeah, that's right. And he stayed pretty fucking late, dude. That kid's family. He'll always be family. Absolutely. All right. I want to thank Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the person you need to call. If you haven't called Dan, you're crazy. People who have called Dan have called us and thanked us for giving Dan's number out to them. Dan's the guy to help you get out of debt. Also, the guy that wants to help you get out of the rental market and own your own home. His number is 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Boy, man, jobs are changing, and you continue to see these things, and I don't know. I feel like it's spam. I don't know what it is, but you always see it popping up. Is there a chance for another stimulus check? And and you go, well, it feels like you've been waiting a long time. And if, if you need that stimulus check to get you through, it tells you your finances are not where they want them to be. And it's a simple phone call to make, 858-688-6813. But, boy, as you look ahead, we've said it. Coming up in just uh, two weeks, we're already into November. And before uh, or not long after that, you're going to be thinking about Christmas. Men, ask yourself tonight, am I in a, a spot 
School hasn't been the same. Halloween's not going to be the same. The summer wasn't anything. Dave mentioned, God, all he wanted to do was go to New York. People can't travel. But is bad. Uh, my sons have a birthday coming up yes. in a couple of weeks. I'm lucky in the fact that they're 13 and not five or six or seven. But Halloween's impacted. Birthdays are impacted. You can probably get away with that. But do you really want Christmas to be impacted as well? If your finances aren't where they want to be, sure, you want to do Christmas, but ultimately you're going to want to buy a house. Dan can help you take care of both. 858-688-6813. Also, when you're ready to buy that house, Brian Curry's your guy. Jeff signed off on IB. The other I did. Day, the place we are not signing off on is City Heights. Fuck that. As we see a guy standing on the roof, barely clothed, fucking holding everybody up again tonight. And he looked like he's playing pocket pool. He and there's sure female reporters down there. Like, get it together, pervert. <laughs> Brian Curry can find you the perfect neighbor, the house that you want to move into. Also, he can sell your home. He's the best in the business. 619-251-1588. My commitment. Get your act together. <laughs> kind of might kill himself. You're like, stop fucking playing with yourself. Yeah. Take it easy up there. Not your fucking slinky, kid. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dave. My commitment to IB, I've apologized to the city. And in my effort to mend the fence, showed up yesterday. The three-disc set, John from Cincinnati. Uh, and it says, in a sleepy little San Diego beach town, Imperial Beach, this family. So I told my son, Cade, I go, hey, man, John from Cincinnati showed up. He goes, you know what, Dad? He goes, I looked it up. He goes, I think we might like it. And I go, here's the thing. If you like it, I'm going to like it. That's it, right? It's like your kids, if they dig it. IB is cool. City Heights is a pile of shit. And I'll tell you why. I'm goddamn addicted to this goddamn police scanner app. It's the absolute greatest. And I don't know what happened. But somebody got in there and adjusted San Diego. And now it used to just be San Diego South Bay or downtown. Dave, this thing, it's like the Red Zone channel for scanners. It's moving from mid-city to northern Oh, goddamn. Last night, I looked down. I'm like, we've had this shit on for two hours. It's the best show in town. But I'll tell you what, you know where they are a lot? We're just at the smoke shop right by uh, right by my buddy's uh, boxing gym, right by College and El Cajon, not far, pretty close to City Heights. Fucking guy coming out of a smoke shop the other night gets shot. Jesus. Bullshit. Don't go there. Bullshit. You don't want to get shot on a Sunday night. You just want to watch 60 Minutes. So call Brian Curry and go, hey, look, Brian, I'd love to be in Coronado. I'd love to be in Eastlake. I'd love to be in Cardiff. I'd love to be anywhere but where Jeff say, and BC will tell you, fuck City Heights. You know, go ahead. No, I finished, uh, no, I found out lives in Eastlake yesterday. Can uh, Ray Mysterio? Well, he does. Canelo Alvarez. Oh, yeah, he trains down here. Yeah, I had no idea that he lived in Eastlake. How'd you find out? Did Someone you said they saw him. Well, you'd notice yeah. him with that red hair. Yeah, how about Don't that? call him Ginger. Oh, You're going to get one right in the spleen. <laughs> I love Car- uh, I love Canelo. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I mentioned it to you. All right, so look, you're looking for that perfect pool for that perfect house. You can swim basically 365 here in San Diego. Tailored made pools. Alan Taylor is doing things the right way. He's been in business more than 20 years. Your perfect pool is waiting for you. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Four four nine four four five two. I feel so bad because you're hearing more and more stories about people 
that are going online to the websites and they're getting these small little like it's like a uh, a kiddie pool on steroids right because it's so hot you're like what are you doing like well i had to get an air pump and i pumped it up and then you come out tomorrow and there's 27 dragon hornets dead in there you're like what the fuck is going on like when did we end up in tyler texas get your shit together <laughs> and uh but I get it. A lot of people may not have the room necessary. But if you've got a home where the backyard can handle a pool, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you call Alan and Amy and have their team come and do it? And Dave, uh, the ones we kind of skip over are the people that could use their pool rejuvenated. Yeah. Maybe have Alan take a look at it. I, I just It's why we say it all the time. On our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, if you go to the sponsor page, you can see it and get an idea. Dave tells you the 3D technology, man, oh, man, can't get enough of it. So, yeah, it's just going to continue to get warmer. Make sure you get that pool. Uh, Kyle Fluger's your guy for that perfect website. He's the guy to help you help your business get basically a big jump. At the same time, if you're looking to start up a brand new business, he's the guy to talk to. Had a question for Kyle yesterday about mm. how to upload our show to do, be more efficient doing it. And he says, I can send you an email. Fuck it. Coming over. And he came wow. over last night, 8 o'clock last night, spends an hour with me on, on how to do things. And that's the kind of guy you want working for you. A guy that will make sure that you understand exactly how things work, not just tell you how they work. He'll walk you through the process. Kyle's very hands-on, very good at what he does. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. It's such an important time because we're not sure what's going to happen in the state of California we don't know what's going to happen in San Diego. So people are continuing to do so much of their life online. And whether that's ordering dinner or ordering flowers or whatever your business may be, man, people are checking out your website. And you have to look at it and go, if I was assigning myself a letter grade, what would I give my website? How easy is it? What kind of reviews am I getting? Are people seeing everything that we have to offer the answer to any of those are no. Then you better give Kyle a call. Dave mentioned it. I mean, he does the Dave and Jeff show page. We couldn't be more thankful for the service he provides there, but also for what we're doing with Jake's projects and JP Media and everything else that happens. Boy, when you've got somebody solid that you can count on, it just takes all of those headaches away. Nobody better than Kyle Fluger. Absolutely. All right. Just so you know, I have uh, today's celebrity birthdays, but these five random questions coming up for the five are going to make you think. It's going to take you a while, I think, to answer these questions. So, All right. Uh, I, I, you, you know, listen, let me just tell you. You always try to rattle me. You always try to get me off my game. You try to make me nervous, and I don't like it. All right, here we go. We're going to start no, first. Don't sound easy. like you're concerned at all. I'm not concerned because it's going to be tough. I'm trying to think if I answer these. I, I don't know how quickly I'd be able to answer. All right, here we go. I may actually think to ask you tonight since I usually forget. <laughs> October 21st. Okay. Here we go. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, I know it. She's 40 years old. Exactly right. Um, but as far as money goes, $750 million. It says $900 million. God damn. Is that her with Kanye? I think it's just her. Wow. Yeah, that's something else. All right. Is she likable, dude? I, I feel like, like she's likable. I like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, all right. I do too. All right. Judge Judy, the person you've met in person. Not the nicest woman. No. Would you throw her one? No, I would not. Really? All Jeez. right. Would you throw Kamala Harris one? Yeah. Me too. I'd throw Judge Judy one too. Hey, don't <laughs> fucking talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like that. 
Yeah, we're going to get rid of that anger zone, aren't we, you little shit? What, um, a, what about Sarah Palin? Would you have thrown her Fuck one? yeah. Yeah. Completely. That's why women don't run for high office, because all of us are thinking, would we throw her one? Uh, completely. We're complete, just gluttons. <laughs> Goddamn thugs. Um, who am I? Who is it? Oh, uh, Judge Judy. Judge Judy, 77. 78. Fuck yeah. It's go time. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Um, uh, dude, she's worth money. A lot. Two hundred million. More than that. No way, really? Yeah. yeah. Syndicated money, man. Four hundred and forty million dollars. God damn. Now her husband was an incredibly nice guy. Remember, he had been the guy took over people's court for a little while, and he had done it like after Wapner. Yeah. He was cool as could be. Yeah. Nice man. All right, here we go. She passed away, but it is Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher was cool. You throw her one too. I would have thrown Carrie Fisher one. Yeah, and she'd tell you you're yep. shitty. Yeah, you're a shitty lay. <laughs> yeah, I thought Paul Simon was bad. Then you walked in the room. Fuck! Well, he at least wrote Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> God damn. With those little hands? Seriously, Carrie? I'm calling. I'm throwing the red flag. Carrie Fisher, 66. She would have been 64. All right. Okay. Um, she she lived in Beverly Hills, but that house she could have been there for a while. I'm gonna say ten million. Twenty five million dollars. Oh, nice. Star Wars money, I guess. All right, here we go. One of your favorites. William Zapka. Dude, I love this guy, and I just saw this one today too. I think he is fifty five. Exactly right. Fifty five years old. All right. I rarely see him, but I saw those okay, show up fine. today. My kids are loving Cobra Kai. Have you watched no, it? No, I'm dying to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. My son said it's great. And they said Zapka's fucking great. I did watch it. Karate Kid today, though. It was on TV. I watched it today. And I, now that that guy did that YouTube spoof yeah. on it, he's 100% right. He's Basically, uh, William Zapka's not the bad guy. He's not. Daniel's a punk. Even when he's rolling a joint in the bathroom, what's he putting the hose on him for? He wasn't bothering him. Yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. Wearing his goddamn West Chandler jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish I could get... Zapka on this show. I'd yeah. completely geek out. That's like, and he's told those stories like how people fucked with him. Like, yeah. dude, it wasn't, you know, because of the guy. That guy's fantastic. And I love, too, that he's, like, people are giving him credit right now. Like, he's great. Good. Poor Machio. They question, too, if Machio's got a hairpiece on in oh, that shit. thing. Oh, uh, shit. Zapka, 55. Dude, I hope this is good. Um. I'm gonna say seven million. Three million dollars. All right. Well, good for him. He's on the he's on the trail back. All right. Here we go. I have five random questions. The first one's gonna be the easiest one for you. Okay. okay. Question is: With less than two weeks to go before the election, do you know who you're voting for? I already did. Yeah, I voted. I filled it out last night. I would say to everybody: I don't care who you vote for. Just make sure that when you're done filling in the bubble, you look at it and you go, like, you feel like you put a little time into it, a little effort, and you feel like you did the right thing. You just didn't cruise through it. But yeah, I did. I was it was uh, time consuming to say the least. But uh, yeah, I'm good. All right, which person is most responsible for your radio career? Uh, absolutely, my friend Joel Rotz would be number one. Joel Rotz good. was a buddy of mine from San Diego High School, and we sat outside at uh, Del Mar in the infield every year when I was working in high school. And he said, uh, hey, man, you got to work in radio. But, I mean, from there it would be two guys. Uh, it's funny. There's a couple of them. 
My friend Mary Bednars, who runs the Pro Player Foundation, when I worked at Del Mar, she worked at a sports bar called Rocky's Balboa, which is right great sports bar. People might remember it 50 years ago. My brother was a bartender down there. Mary spent time with the soccers. So she got me. It's 100%, Dave. You know it. It's who you know. It's not what you know. Mary got me in with the soccers where I spent two years as an intern. I never missed a game. And then uh, Timmy Lana and Jimmy Morehouse, who I worked for, were nice enough to make calls on my behalf. One to Tommy Sarmiento at K-Pop, where I would have fucking died, sitting there running the board for happy hair and doing all that shit. Um, one to Cliff Albert. Huh? Huh? And one to Kelly Wheeler. And Wheels, uh, who I'm still friends with, Wheels got me in the door at KSDO. But started with Joel Rotz to Mary Bednars, uh, Jimmy Morehouse, and Tim Lotta and the great Kelly Wheeler. Who do you give credit to? Um, that's a great question. Um, dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it might be Dave Marcus. Uh, yeah. Should be me. Yeah. <laughs> he would tell you it would be him. How? Uh, Dave was the one that when I did an internship, he was kind of the guy that I worked with right at the beginning when he was around running the board for Mason. I mean, Steve Mason was a big influence, I think, on my radio career. But, but who got who answered the phone? Who'd you meet with first at Extra? Don't remember it all. Don't remember it all. I wasn't start, Jeannie or Howard? Nope. It was it was it was a salesperson that knew my brother in law that my brother in law made a phone call for me. Who said, "Hey, because uh, uh, my brother-in-law is interested in in radio. Do you have internships?" And that's so how Bob? I got it. Yeah, my brother-in-law Bob. So, dude, that's what you it you have to be. look it back and go. But I tell you what, I think you got to give credit to my sister-in-law Clara, mm-hmm. the oldest one, because when you and I first started and we were oh, trying to keep big. this thing going, big. She she was big in keeping the show going. I Clara mean, financially, hundred percent. Yeah, because. When I couldn't pay my rent, Clara financed the show. Yeah, because we owned it. But, but by that time, by the time we got that in November or August of '98, that was seven years though after I'd gotten yeah. in the door at KSDO. So, I mean, at least I could have kept producing. I, you know, yeah. Salisbury would have taken me wherever he went. Yeah, like Sean. Sean and I have always had a really good friendship, and. Uh, like I could have just coattailed him to ESPN, or he would have got me around. But, but to me, I look at it and say, well, who were the guys that opened the door first? And so, yeah, the ones yeah, Joel, named. Mary, Tim, Jimmy, and uh, Kelly Wheeler would be the five in in succession. That's cool. All right, this is where questions get a little bit tougher. Yeah, if, if you could sleep with any cast from any TV show in history, who would it be? Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> any cast. From uh, oh boy, now I heard a great move yesterday from a friend of mine because I got uh, I got one of those Russian bot like instant messages on Instagram, right? So I sent it to a buddy of mine in North Carolina. I go, hey, check this out, dude! I got a new Russian girlfriend, pretty good, Katrina. <laughs> and uh, he's like, dude, I go, hey, fuck you! Don't be jealous, right? He goes, you know what? When I go to the bar, I don't even fucking talk to Katrina. I talk to her average-looking friend and then remind Katrina that there's something wrong with her. Because he goes, the hot chick always, if I don't pay attention to her, right? If you go in and yeah. you look at the, the Katrina's an A+, her friend's a B, 
You start hanging out with a friend who's a bee, Katrina's freaking out. Well, why won't he look at me? Because that's my game. It works every time. <laughs> um, cast from any TV show. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, well, I mean, I could say Battle of the Network Stars. That'd be great. That's a great one. I didn't even think of that. Because I get Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Yep. Mary Lou Henner. <laughs> you do. You get Heather Thomas. Yeah. Heather Locklear. Uh, but if not that, you got to go Charlie's Angels. Dude, that's funny. I was going to guess you were going to see either Charlie's Angels or Dallas. Is the way I thought you were going to go. Oh, you get Victoria Principal yeah. there. Yep. Linda Gray, she's yeah. a little crazy. I'd probably drink a little Charlene gym. Tilton. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure you were going to go. But then you got you got to take down Mama Ewing, too. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I got I don't think I have the game. I'm going to go uh Battle of the Network Stars. That, dude, that's the best one. Baywatch was the easy oh, out. Oh, yeah. Baywatch is a good call, too. All right. No Threes Company? Uh, Well, who do you... No. <laughs> All right. Here we go. What's the oldest and youngest age you would date? Oh, that's great. Um, Oldest? Well, I lost Katrina yesterday. <laughs> uh oldest how old's pam greer <laughs> pam greer's in her 70s fuck done let's go i just told you katherine hellman that's how true she? well she's dead i know but that's it i don't think i'd go much younger than about uh i don't think i'd go younger than 40 yeah you just can't it just for me it'd just be too weird dude Re- i don't think i'd go younger than 45 really oh that's funny reed and i had a conversation yesterday about um Someone we knew that was in their late 40s, but they were dating a 33-year-old. Okay. And she goes, what the hell does he see in her? Yeah. I go, what the fuck do you think he sees in her? Yeah. He's getting her in the sack. Yeah, come on. Wake up. (laughs) Wake up. I'm going to tell her wake up. Speaking of wake up, she does this move. Did your wife ever do this to you? My wife does this to me all the time. Middle of the night, she'll like put her hand on my face and just like, are you breathing? Are like, you breathing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking breathing. Like, to wake yeah. me up. I thought you were dead. And like, she always checks to see if I'm dead. I thought you were dead. And I'm like, what are you get talking a mirror. about? Like, get a little pocket mirror and put it under my nose. I'm like, who? why does she do that? And then she's like, well, I touch your skin and you're cold. I go, yeah, because I have the air conditioning so fucking low and I sleep yeah. on top of the God covers. Of course my skin's cold. Well, but don't wake me up. Are you no. dead? No, she did this shit. I, I remind her of this shit all the time. Um, it was funny because I called her today because I got a letter. Like, we closed on our house in 08, and then they did, like, this weird thing through the bank. Like, they did put a hold on your mortgage rate, and then we had to pay a fee. Well, Wells Fargo sent me this thing today where they're, where they're sending me 800 bucks, right? So I called her. I'm like, hey, just saying thanks. She's like, for what? What I do now? I go, well, I got this letter. And uh, Wells Fargo sent me 800 bucks. So great job. Thanks. And thanks for paying the Sprint bill, too. It's awesome. <laughs> but I give her shit all the time because she would do this. I was doing, uh, we were doing afternoons. But she would get up early in the morning and so she would just come in to the bedroom and just turn all the lights on and put the fucking Today Show on at like seven. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? She laughs all the time. I swear, man, like I'm I'm really, I feel really, really bad for people that have an awful divorce because 
Like I told her, we were fucking around the other day on something on social media and people were concerned. And I told her and she laughed and laughed. She goes, God, people are just fucking nuts. Like, no, she and I get along great. We were, and like my son tonight was a complete fucking dick. So I <laughs> laid into him and then, uh, and so I laid into him and then she laid into him. So no, I mean, it's just the thing like, um, you just have to get along. You just have to do it for your kids. And so it's, it's, it's why I tell my kids all the time. If you go, you'll see this quote. John Wooden said the best gift that he ever gave his kids was to love their mother. And I said to my kids the other night, I go, look, man, I'm not married to her anymore, which is great because she doesn't get on my fucking nerves as much as she used to. They're like, what? I'm like, just shut up. And I go, but, but I go, see that John Wooden quote? I go, that'll be to the day I die. I go, I love your mom. I'm not George Jones. I told him, I go, you know what? I played that song. I go, dude, no radio guy could ever sing that song because we'll never meet a woman we love more than we love ourselves. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, you work in radio, your ego's out of control. But I go, that's it. I go, I'll love your mom to the day because she's your mom and it's the right thing. But I go, God, she can get on your left. They're like, oh, we know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last question. So okay. Quick, you can re- Wait, what was, one. oh, what show did you take? Uh, oh. ER? Oh, no, for me, ER. No, it'd be Baywatch. That's the easy one out. Oh, Tracy Bingham? Oh, Tracy Bingham was something else. God dang it. Yeah. You know? And then uh, Gina, Gina Lee Nolan, when she got off that show, who was good looking, and she's good okay. looking now, people went after her. Remember they used to call her Gina Lee Swollen because she gained so much weight? Not that nice. What was the Yasmin Bleeth? Remember? Yasmin Bleeth? It looks terrible right now, but do you remember in, I think it's Ricky Bobby, where he said he drops yeah. the man, that's better than ha- Yasmin Bleeth. <laughs> if I could, it makes me laugh. All right, here we go. What's the most disrespectful thing anyone has ever said to you? Oh, that's funny. Oh, it happened to me tonight. <laughs> tonight. That's what I got into it with my son. It got got into it with my son because their mom's on the HOA board and they're trying to get a second basketball court. And okay. I said something about it. He goes, hey, you don't live here. Your voice doesn't matter. And I lost my oh, shit. Jesus. I lost my shit on that kid. <laughs> I fucking laid into him. That's it, Dave. I don't, I think in, if you work in radio, like my kids always say to me, you'd have to have feelings to have hurt feelings. Um, I don't, none of that shit. Like, what's the most disrespectful thing? For me? I got that really pissed me off tonight. So then I, I, uh, his brother got on the phone, and his brother said, "God dang, Dad, I'm sorry <laughs> that happened." He said, "You know what, Dad?" He said, uh, "They have a cooking class," and he said, "I was cooking sausage," and he said, "I put a little oil, olive oil, in it yesterday, and that." splattered up and it got my eye i go fuck i wish it would have gotten your brother's eye <laughs> and he laughed and laughed and he's like god i do too i'm like i tell you what you know what we're gonna do we're gonna fire up some popcorn i'm gonna stick his little fucking face in there so all the kernels hit him right in the eye oh that's good i like that one right i go i go well tell him this kate I go, go tell him his big fucking mouth just cost him SummerSlam. <laughs> and he goes, oh, shit. So he starts laughing. My son starts laughing. He goes, but I go, but you know what? Tell him this. I'm bringing him home early, and you and I are going to watch it. 
Oh, that's funny. Because my other son doesn't give a shit about WWE. Because yeah. Dad, I'll watch it just to piss him off. I'm <laughs> in. Um, but I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what sent me off tonight. What's the most disrespectful thing? It's funny. I, two of them now stand out that that we're talking. I was I was thinking when I was in God, man, maybe second or third grade. I'm playing goalie in soccer. I wasn't mm-hmm. a good soccer player. I didn't like soccer, but yeah. everybody played soccer. And this big giant fucking kid is coming down the the field, and it's just him and me. And he kicks that fucking ball like right to my right, and I have my arm out to to block it, and then I pull my arm back, and oh. it's and it's a goal. And the coach said to me, "What the hell's wrong with you? Do you understand? Bruises go away, goals don't." <laughs> I think I almost started crying. <laughs> I did. I, now I use that line all the time in baseball. <laughs> I go, hey, runs go away. Yeah, I mean, runs don't go away. Bruises do. You know, what the hell's wrong with you guys? And I, I, I say it as a joke, but it, yeah. it stuck with me. I think, honestly, the most disrespectful thing has come from you. Oh, good. Where I would sit there and put something together for a show idea. I'd come oh, in in the power morning. Power rankings? No. I'd come in for the, the morning. shit. And then. Conjoined twins? By the way, power rankings are one of the most things Google. Just want to tell you. So Yours? Not mine, but I'm telling you. So anyway, forget that shit. Don't don't make this be the most disrespectful. I'll do thing. it right now. I'll do so, it. The, the, listen, so you're I'll, the guy who said we should have a fucking little person jump off the chair. That's true. So I'm really concerned. But go ahead. I'll so fucking say I, it again. I, I put something together, like to cover 15 minutes, and go. This is going to be great. And then I show it to you, and you would go. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> that is the most disrespectful thing that it's you honest. can say. No. Hey. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. why Costa lost his hair because of you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey, you know what? This would be great. Let's come in and you hear it today, and I'm telling you, nobody in the fucking car sticks around. Hey, let's sit around and let's everybody break down the AFC South. Fuck fuck off. We're not doing this shit. It's boring. Next. Like that. All the time. That's why I called Josh and yelled at him the other day. Right there, B11. Don't be this guy over here, 72. I think that guy's in the pros. Pettibone? Nope. Pettibone, that's his dad. He used to coach yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, Richie Pettibone. Every one of that guy doing pictures in the NFL. You see Calvin Ridley standing right next to him, number Don't, three? All right, then fine. C92 in this picture? Yeah, that guy plays for the Jets. I got it. Look to the, <laughs> look to the left. That uh, guy doing fucking she bangs. Yeah. Like he's William Hung. You're either William Hung or you're fucking 11, okay? Your fucking ID on that morning, you were William Hung. Sorry that I was the one to fucking tell you. I was trying to be 11. All right. We'll see you back on Monday, right? All right. I'll come back. All right. Okay, great. See you on Monday. It's not.
So 